That's Questionable, a podcast exploring religion, asking difficult questions, and encouraging honesty. You can join the conversation at thatsquestionable.com, That's Questionable Podcast on Instagram, or at That's Question01 on Twitter. Questionable the podcast. It's a beautiful day in uh, Music City. It is. Yeah, it is a very beautiful day. Yeah, the humidity left, and man, it was it was very pleasant out today. Yeah, it was nice. I think everybody's moving here. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah, they are. For those of us in real estate, yeah, it's a it's a hot market here. It is hot. It is definitely. Well, what a week. And it's Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> it feels that's, that's what's so funny. a lot going on in the news. There's a, just a lot going on, period. But yeah. uh, we have not had the summer slowdown like we typically have in the news. And, that's right. Uh, and all of that. So it's been mm-hmm. been interesting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you guys doing well? Yeah, doing well. Doing well. Man, yeah, life's just flying a million miles an hour right now. So Jackson's playing uh, football. He's now on his third week of practice of football. You know, he's a freshman or will be. And so he's uh, he's all excited. He loves it. He loves it. It's the hardest thing he's ever done. And uh, and he's he likes it. He's sticking with it. And he said out of all of the kids that started three, all, not quite, almost three weeks ago, five of them have stopped showing up. So, wow. You know, I'm like, man, I play football. There you go. Put the time in. There you go. So, yeah. So that's great. Yeah. He, you know, he hasn't had pads on yet. You know, everything's about lifting, getting conditioning, running. They've started running routes. You know, he was telling you guys, but he hasn't had pads on yet and he hadn't been hit yet. So (laughs) we still have the next stage to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's great. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, stick to itiveness is is a great life lesson. That's right. That's right. So yeah, that's wonderful. And how are you? Uh, I'm well. Yep, family's good. Life is good. Um, you know, not without its its questions, which is why we gather together yeah. and have these chats. But uh, yeah, uh, work is good. Family's good. Uh, Becca and Tracy are headed to California next week. And oh man, that's fun! So that they should have a blast. <clears throat> Stay with her brother and mom. Uh, n- no, uh, we were. Uh, it turns out. So remember the uh, the motorhome that Laura mm-hmm. bought before she left. Yes. Well, uh, there's a, a beautiful campground uh, near where her mom and brother lives. Okay. And uh, actually, her uncle lives in that campground at a giant fifth wheel. But anyway, they've they they're gonna put that motorhome there, and they're gonna stay in the campground. Oh, that's fun! Yeah, it's 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 surrounded by orange groves. Like you can go pick oranges off trees all day mm-hmm. long. Is it south of L.A. where they go? Yes, yeah, okay. it's Orange County. Orange County. Yeah, <laughs> I actually really don't know what that means. I do know it's south of L.A. though. It's where uh, Disneyland is. Okay, so Anaheim area. Uh, yeah, a little little bit uh, east of Anaheim. Oh, but, okay. but near the border, a little uh, you know Santa Ana. Kind of okay. in that area. All right. Santa Ana, Anaheim. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm hoping to be back out there next January. So if you know, if the Nam show will happen again, you know, it's happening this summer here in Nashville. So in fact, it's like in uh, four weeks. It's crazy. Right. So. <clears throat> and you, David? I'm trying to get my blood pressure down. Are you? Okay. Mm. Good. Based on our conversation pre-recording. Yeah. So, wow, so everybody listening, something I found out something that made my blood pressure go through the roof. So I'm trying not to stroke out. Yeah. Well, this is good therapy here, right? It, right, it folks? is. That, that's good what therapy. It is. Listener, that's that's what you're here for. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Um. Yeah, but. Family's good. You got uh, Amy had a birthday and she had a birthday. Yeah. Emma came and and yeah, our oldest came and had a great time. And, uh, and, uh, our, our youngest one, it's always tough because she's still, you know, she lives in Orlando. So that's a little bit difficult. Yeah. But, um, but it was nice to see Emma. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You have a question. I do have a question. Um, Uh, you know, there's no reason. I mean, it's it's a it's a serious question. It's uh, so. Hmm. Why are evangelicals so violent? So violent, you and know, so both dif- in in words and deeds, in uh, the things they support, the things they stand up for, the things they're against. Um, I mean, it's baffling to me. It it, it 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 just flies in the face of everything I've ever understood about Jesus. Yeah, everything it, that I that I uh, that I until recently thought was worldwide uh, the worldwide attitude or understanding for better, uh, you know, that uh, understanding would be the better word. I thought the entire world, historically, currently, all of that, understood at least a few things about Jesus. Hindus understood it. Muslims understood it. Atheists understood it. Um, Buddhists understood it about who Jesus is. Even if you didn't believe he was the son of God. Right. Even if you didn't fall in line with, with uh, doctrine necessarily, but, but you understood that Jesus was not violent, that Jesus was about peace, the Prince of peace, that Jesus was about loving not only your neighbors, but loving your enemies. And, uh, and he was the, uh, poster child, the very definition of love, of selflessness, of sacrifice. And uh, so therein lies my question. So help me understand it. I was, um, this week, one of the things I, I watch on, uh, or I keep track of on Facebook is uh right wing watch where they post um videos from different um it's it, it's more political but almost all of it has started being evangelicals because of the the crazy things they say and uh they had uh one um 
pastor that was talking about, um, and these were his exact words. He says, and if that guy, he said, that guy broke into my house and I sent him to his maker. And he referenced the gun that he, that he had. So I guess that's not exact words, but that's a paraphrase. Kind of like the living Bible. Uh, it's a paraphrase. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's what he said. And, and everybody cheered. And I was like, you know, that's, I guess you can, there are, there are, you know, scriptures in the Bible that are violent, but is that really what Jesus, you know, if we think of the WWJD, what would you, was that what your Jesus would do is send them to their maker? I mean, there's a lot of violence, I think, especially right now coming out of evangelicals. Yeah, I, that's you know therein lies the question i mean that's what that's what has had me thinking about about it it's like man it is rampant and it's and it's ramping up um you know it just seems to be every day there just seems yeah. to be more and more of a violent rhetoric of uh violent response to things that uh it makes no sense for violence to be involved yeah. And and so the question is why? Why is that? <clears throat> well, man, my stab at it is is because I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I think an an underlining tone of all of Christianity, specifically evangelicalism, is is don't don't do anything, which they still do. Don't do anything, and God will take care of your enemy. And so, um, you know, in the Old Testament, you know, if they were obedient to God, God, they'd go into battle. God would wipe out their enemies. Whether it was using them or using some other means, the stories always talk about that God would wipe out their enemies for them, which then you... Fast forward into New Testament verses, and there is that same underlining tone is always there. You know, don't you take revenge. Let God have the revenge. You know, God will judge them. God will send them, you know, they will spend eternity and, you know, in punishment, you know, and, and, um, and I think there's a tone there. It's not a tone. It's, it's, a, it's a very thick strain within evangelicalism that this is what's desired because you know what? God's going to get you because you're coming after me, you know? Um, now I think it's becoming way more prevalent to where people take that, you know, they just tack God onto the idea. If you break into my house, I'll shoot, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot and kill you, you know? And Oh, by the way, you know, God's all about, you know, uh, you know, um, property rights, <laughs> You know, so God, God justifies me shooting and killing you. You know, it's all of this is my American rights, my rights to do stuff, which I think is just born out of the idea that God, the God they worship is very, very, is very violent. You know, he kills people. He wipes people out. Revelation, you know, the, the white rider on the white horse comes and, he slaughters the people to where the blood is, is the imagery is the blood comes up to the bridles on the horses. 
You know, this is not a forgive picture of a forgiving God. This is the picture of a God that will mercilessly help me out, somebody mercilessly, mercilessly without mercy, murder, (laughs) murder people without mercy will will kill people if you do not align. And I think that that's that that justification. You read those verses over and over and over again. And you can start to justify in your own mind your violence. God, God ordains or God um, is supportive of my violence because my violence is rooted in what God would want. Righteous. Righteous. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's right. I think that's that's an oversimplified version of why I think evangelicals are so violent. You know, when I grew up, uh, and I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church, there was a distinction made, not that there were separate gods in between uh, Old Testament and New Testament, but a lot of focus was on the New Testament. And it was it was uh, the Beatitudes. It was, you know, Jesus is God is love, and it was all of that. And there's been a noticeable shift, uh, and probably, I would say, in the last five to ten years, where there's been a shift, where it's become a lot more... Um, about our rights. It's a lot less about living sacrificially. It's more about, this is my right as an American. You know, it's almost like America is a new Israel. We have a right to do this. We have a right to do that. And it doesn't really matter. Um, it doesn't really matter who it hurts as much. I mean, they have a dual message there, but it, it, it almost seems like they're going back to the Old Testament God. Yeah, which and, and you can't. And that was kind of what I'm kind of alluding to is is you can't get away from the fact that the it, the, the New Testament wraps up with this a vengeful God, you know, a wrathful, murderous God. I mean, he, you know, sends plagues on people, you know, to where they're miserable. You know, you know, people will whatever jump. I'm using examples. Will jump off of a cliff and they won't be able to die because at that point in time it is they're destined to suffer. You know, because they didn't choose to. They didn't believe it and have faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um. So and 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 I'll just throw this out there anyway. Why does somebody have to die? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right, we don't have to go there. Uh, but those I, are the I, rules that yeah, were set up. <laughs> those are the rules. Anyways, so I just you know I think that uh, you know I I uh, and I think evangelicalism has become hyper politicized. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know you have those people that truly believe that the only way the United States is going to change. Is if we if we uh, enact all of what we think God wants us to be doing all the time? It's no difference than Sharia law. Christians are no different than Muslims in that. You know, Muslims want Sharia law. Christians want their law, biblical law. Biblical law. It's the same thing, and the biblical law allows you to kill people, stone people, um, beat your and, slave. You know, and all of this, all of this stuff that comes from that. You know, it's why you have Christians holding up their, you know, semi-automatic, you know, weapons saying, try to come take my guns, you know, 
and somehow in their own minds justifying that they think that God is on their side. I mean, it's just, but that's where we're at. So, Jim, what do you? Well, it makes sense. I mean, uh, as far as the, uh, I guess the question at hand definitely was uh, why are Christians so violent? And so, yeah, that, I guess that makes sense. That, um, well, I got a question back to you then. Okay. That's, well, that's the idea of why. Why is because, you know, we, we think um, that the evangelical God is a violent God. So it justifies. Do yes. we, we all kind of think that? That's so, what we so all you, kind of your agree. Point is, your point is, is that the, the scripture that the evangelicals use have really show a violent God. Yeah. You can, so why wouldn't you expect for them to yes, be violent? That's exactly, that's, yes, yeah. that's my point. Even though it flies in the face of what we've always understood that's right. about yeah. Christianity. Yeah. But evangelicalism. So, okay, go ahead. Well, what, so why, um, why, how, how or where? That's right. <laughs> how or where? Like, I don't know. I don't even know where the question is in this. So I'm just going to ask the question, trying to get to the question, but, um, why do you think that evangelicals would adopt a violent God opposed to what we all thought was a picture of Christ to, to, you know, sacrifice of yourself, to love your neighbor as yourself, to love your enemies. You know, um, if somebody asks you for your tunic, you give it to them without any in return. If the person asked for the shirt off of your back, you gave it to them and didn't expect anything in return. I mean, all of these things that talk of sacrifice and you have these small little things that in their snippets, you know, with, you know, in, in the midst of some of the violence that paints this very, very detailed version of, um, Jesus being the ultimate, um, human being. But yet somehow we just, uh, it, somehow it's just, how, how can you miss it? How can it be that bad? So how did it get to this point? How so did it get to this point? I, see, I look at that and I, and I, and I see, um, I think that evangelical leaders are losing their grip. Mm-hmm. They're being challenged. They, that the, everybody has access to an internet that, that they can see, you know, or, or read mm-hmm. what uh, is wrong with the Christian religion. Things come out about, uh, you know, ministers and all the stuff happening in, da- in, in, in Texas regarding the, um, the, you know, 700 victims of ministers that were molesting, you know, people. Yeah. And I, I think now that they're being challenged, it's kind of like Trump. You, you know, when Trump gets challenged, he comes out swinging. And he and they brag about it. His supporters bragged about that. If you yeah. if you challenge him, he's going to come out. and He's going to fight. Yeah. And that's what the that's what the, the the pastors are doing. They're modeling themselves after Trump. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I hate to break it to people, but but Trump is not somebody to be emulated. He's not an intelligent person. No. Well, he is a violent person. He's a violent. Well, person. In his rallies, he would yeah. say. At one point, he said, "You know, you hit that guy, I'll pay your legal bills." I mean, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's just a vile human being, and he's got the support of evangelical pastors. 
Yeah, I believe. I think your point is accurate. I believe that evangelicalism is is dwindling down, and this this is this is the clutching and the grasping to hold on. Um, of course, you're always to control gonna, to control. That's right, and you're always going to be. You're only going to result to violence. I think at that point in time, desperation, desperation, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I see, I, I, I can see. So the why, and it's, I guess ultimately it's another why question. Yeah. Uh, you know, why this great switch? And mm-hmm. it's, um, I guess what you guys are saying, it's because of, of losing the power, losing the, the thought of losing the power that they, uh, that they have, you know, they, they, uh, they're probably at the most powerful they've ever been right now while on the cusp of, um, losing it. Mm-hmm. No, it's, yeah. and, and the, the desperation involved, uh, seems to be working against them. I mean, yeah. people can, people can see this violence and people can see the rhetoric and, and it doesn't, you know, you going, standing in front of your, your congregation on Sunday or, or on, on Facebook with your, your live Bible studies, uh, you know, rallying your base, uh, by twisting scripture to support your violence, uh, is not having the effect you think it is, you yeah. know, it, it, it's, uh, we're watching, you know, we see it. We, Everybody sees it. Yes. And, Just, yeah. and your, your faithful few will rally, rally, you know, to your side and all of this, but, uh, but it's having the exact opposite effect that you think it is. Yeah. Just because you sit mm. in your kitchen doesn't mean that you're right. Yeah. You, oh, you dig your Bible study from your, from your kitchen. <laughs> yeah. You, you, uh, you know, you justify it with, with scriptures that you can take and say, sure. You, you say, uh, you know, Hey, God is the same yesterday, today and forever. Right. And, and so then we look at the old Testament and we see how violent he is. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, well, then he's violent today cause he's the same yesterday, today and forever. That's right. You know, uh, however, I think the thing that, that you're overlooking is that, uh, you're overlooking Jesus mm-hmm. and, uh, Jesus came and his message was ultimately the good news that he had to bring at least when I read it is that's not me. Mm-hmm. In other words, it, uh, God never was that isn't that and never will be that. Yeah. Never will be that in revelation in the, uh, never will be. It, yeah. it, it, it's about peace. It's about, you know, it's, if, if you look at it from the standpoint of, uh, of how to live and how to thrive and, and, uh, you know, as a guide for life, the obvious answer to any thinking person is collaboration, you know, not competition, not violence, but it's collaboration. It's how, 
it's how we get along. It's how we share with each other. It's how we sacrifice. It's how it's what we give up. It's mm-hmm. it's the very definition of love. Scripture yeah. has a really good definition of love. I mean, there's no question about what what Scripture says love is, and it doesn't look anything like the violence and the rhetoric that we hear from uh, from evangelical yeah, leaders. You're absolutely right. But I think that's the that's that's part of the problem, though. Is that's the uh, that's the New Testament. The Old Testament is it is it is a different God. It it says different things, and I think that's 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 what's so confusing. And it's amazing growing up in the church that I never saw that that you know how different the Old Testament God was uh, than the New Testament Jesus. And that's not what God is, but yet that's what. The Old Testament scriptures reveal him to be. Well, that's what we're told the the Old Testament scriptures reveal him to be. So the so the Old Testament scriptures are not. Uh, so you really it's just really about. Uh, to, well, let me back up. When when I and I started this when I grew up, I felt like when I grew up, I grew up with a New Testament God. And I feel like in the last five years, it's changed to an Old Testament God. And they don't resemble each other. Evangelicalism. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't resemble the right. God I grew up with at all. Right. And, and I've made no secret that, that I don't even believe in that God anymore. I'm agnostic. But part of the reason why I am is the, is the way these people act. I just don't see how there can be the God of the Bible and these pastors... And not just pastors, these guys that go on, on you know, uh, the internet and everything else and just say things about well, how they prophesy about Trump. It's getting back in office. They idolize Trump more than they do, you know, Jesus. I mean, it's like, who, who are, I, you can't, I can't even tell who they worship anymore. Yeah. I mean, who, who really is the Messiah? Is it Jesus or is it Trump? Feels like it's Trump. They like to talk about the Holy Spirit, but yeah, it is interesting though. When it's funny that in Revelation it talks about at some point in time, I think Israel <laughs> Israel realizes that when you know the whole idea of this whole peace treaty that Israel finally realizes that they made a pact with the devil, and they realize they're wrong because you know they couldn't. But it's interesting that. In the story, it's God's people who are the people who who are blinded that they couldn't even see the devil in disguise. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of correlations within evangelicalism. They read the Bible as much as anybody, but yet they made a pact with, with Trump, couldn't even see it, couldn't even see the difference, couldn't recognize it. Still don't. Still don't, yeah. you know. Um, there are some, there are some that I've seen that have gone, okay, yeah, this, this definitely went the wrong direction and we need to correct the course here and we need to reject this guy and we need to start getting back to our biblical beliefs. Um, but they're not, they don't, they're not screaming very loud. <laughs> so, well, they're, they're being drowned out yeah, a lot yeah. of times or having to resign from their organizations and. Various things like that. We've got the Southern Baptists in town this week with their national conference. Yeah. Didn't the head guy just resign? Um, yeah, from the SBC? 
Well, Paige Passion resigned a while ago, or he was removed a while ago. Okay. The, I, under I all kinds of allegations. I thought that, something just happened just in the last two weeks. I could be wrong. There's Well, anyway, there, there's been a lot of stuff relating to sexual abuse and, you know, racism and things like that in the Southern Baptist. And again, my grandfather was a pastor, Southern Baptist pastor. My dad was a Southern Baptist minister. I, that's, you know, up until I was 24, that's all I knew. Yeah. And uh, it's just, um, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, the leadership yeah. there. And um, it's just not, I don't even recognize that kind of Christianity. Yeah. What, what it's turned into is it's, just, it tur- it's turned into money hungry, greedy, political minded pastors that want power mm-hmm. and control yeah. and money. And in in some cases, not all cases, women, yeah, or men, yeah, uh, depending on, you know, it's not be- the problem to with it too is it's not believable. It's not it's not even remotely believable. Um, you know, I think that a lot of people stay in that because it only serves a purpose for them. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's you know, s- social you know, connections, you know, money, business, political reasons. I think these are, these are the only reasons why evangelical serves a purpose. Yeah. See, I I think there's one more reason. I think it's the, the prime reason. Hell. I think so many people don't leave the church because of the threat of hell. Yeah. And, and, and that's been the best weapon that evangelicals have ever used Mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, tribulation, judgment, and hell. If and, and and if they would only realize how free it is when you realize hell doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, that's just me. I mean, there's there's, yeah. Uh, what what's the saying? Where where uh, what's the where where there's truth, there's freedom. No, wait, wait, wait. I'm messing it up. What's the saying? Where there's um, something I forget. Whatever. Truth shall set you free. Truth shall set you free. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. And, you know, when you realize that all of these things you're so bent out of shape about and worked up over or trying to, you know, fight so hard to avoid when you realize that, you know, those are meaningless, you know, it literally does set you free. It does. It does. But when when your main threat is a threat of violence, which is... Send, being sent to hell, why would we expect them not to be violent? Here's another question. That's a great. That why are evangelicals so apt to believe in conspiracy theories? Is it because, which I think goes along with all of this, it's what goes hand in hand with the violence. I mean, if you if you listen to some of these pastors and some of these right wing guys and gals, don't want to, you know. Uh, say things I shouldn't there, but um, you know, if you sit there and think that all of these people are coming over the border and they're going to kill and destroy and take everything from you, then you must then you know violence. I think is is the only answer. And, and to say and if for people to say that's not being taught in churches today, they're lying. They're lying to you if they say that uh, because it, it it is. But 
you know, the, the conspiracy theories that, that I just don't know if it lends to it. Listen, let me, let me just talk for two seconds here. I, I've thought about this a couple times. <laughs> you're, were you like, you can have three seconds or no, <laughs> no <laughs> is, you know, is I, you know, I've talked about this. I know you were a, um, apologetics teacher. Yeah. I was a yeah. very yeah. well-known, you well-known apologetics teacher. Mind. I was a very unwell-known, um, end times, um, mm-hmm. uh, um, expert. <laughs> who, who can't even remember what the term is <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> there's that you have your end times experts and then you have your not so expert end times experts anyways but you know you 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 live in a realm of and you know another buddy of mine we talk about it is it's it's christian's way to have live in their own lord of the rings m- m- movie you know, you get to, you get to, you know, there's the angels and then there's the demons and then you have God versus the devil and, you know, Satan. And, and then you have these weird verses that talk about the Nephilim and the, you know, the, the Kings, their sons or the Kings of renown. And, and then you have, you know, Dan, the book of Daniel that brings all of this stuff out there. And I think it really lends to the idea of conspiracy theories. And conspiracy theories, I think, always help um, support ideas of violence. You're, you know, um, we need to do something. We need to. This yeah. is wrong. We need to. We take need up to do arms something. And, yeah. Yeah. This is why January sixth happened. Yeah. January sixth happened in the United States because of conspiracy theories, and also I think that there was planning on part of some nefarious characters, <clears throat> which I think is actually under investigation right now, but. But the conspiracy theories, I mean, if you think you're doing something for God to fight against the devil, even if that means you're doing something wrong or illegal or violent, you can justify that act very quickly in your own mind. Good point. Yeah. Did we solve it or... <laughs> yeah. I don't don't listen to evangelicals. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't know. It seems to me that uh um you know, the question is uh is God love or is God not love? And evangelicals have chosen not love. God mm-hmm. is not love. Yeah. And uh you could even say God is vengeance. Yes. And um, I, I contend that they're wrong, that they're dead wrong. Um, uh, that, uh, you know, back to your, uh, what you were talking about with Scripture and whatnot, Old Testament-wise. If God is love, then we have, to, we have to interpret the Old Testament that way, you know. So if we're going to say, okay, I believe God is the same yesterday, today, and forever— and I also believe God is love, then I believe God was love then. And so what do I do? What do you know? And, and this is, uh, because God forbid I should tell anybody what to think. This is only what I think. Mm-hmm. I think that, that all of that has been misinterpreted. I think that, that, uh, man decided I'm going to kill all these folks. 
and I'm going to blame God for it. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. And I'm going to take this city and I'm going to make it mine and I'm going to blame God for it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take the capital and I'm going to make it mine and I'm going to blame God for it. Right. And I'm, and I'm, why am I pissed off today and angry? Because I'm not getting what I want. Yeah. I want more. I want it all. And so what we've, what we've got is we've got the antithesis of Christ being self-serving. So yeah. what we see in all of this, and violence is the, uh, the only recourse, is uh, a, a people who are consumed by self, who are led by narcissists, who feed that narcissism, and then, and then suckle off of it as being, uh, you know, belonging to this special thing that sets them apart, that they are above others mm-hmm. and should be in charge of others. In authority, yeah. In authority, it's a, it's a total, uh, you know, it's, it's all about uh, exclusivity and, and being better and superiority. And so... Um, when the rest of us say, wait, that's wrong. That doesn't look right. That doesn't sound like Jesus. Uh, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that the, uh, that the response is violence mm-hmm. yeah. and the accusations fly and, um, and the lies abound. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's, yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. I don't think, there's anything to disagree with what you just said. Well, uh, that's hmm. questionable. <laughs> that's it depends on who you talk to. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll even go as bold to say as bold as to say nowadays, the way it is, it's like, if you have somebody defending evangelicalism, it's because they have something to gain from it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, no, I, man, I think it's, it, we could sit around sit and talk all day long, but, you know, it's, I think it's, the, the, to those who are listening to this, you know, how many times have we been around people of leadership within the churches that we went to that you saw the, you know, you, you saw the complete opposite of the person of Jesus Christ. They are, the complete not, they are not, who you, they are not who you think they are. They are not who you think they are. Yeah. Over and over and over and over again. I saw it in the much, the church I went to in, in Ohio. I saw it in the churches that I went to here in, in Tennessee. And it's just, it's no different, you know, and some to, to some degree, it makes you a little bit cynical because you just, I don't know if that's the right word, but makes you just realize that um, every every church in evangelicalism is on the same trajectory. It's just that when you view them, some are farther along than others. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, it, 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 if you if you're seeing something refreshing, if you leave a church that you're like, I got to get out of here, and you go to another one, and you're like, I like this. It's because they're just not as far along as the one that you just left. All right? <laughs> yeah, they haven't so. got there yet. Just, just wait. Just give it some time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I love it. Churches go. We'll never build. We'll never grow. 
you know, we'll, we'll use all of our funds to further the kingdom of God and send missionaries out and then give it some time. They'll be right. building big buildings and having more people in and bigger services and collecting more money. And it just, it's a cycle that you cannot escape if you want to live in that world. So happens over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. We see it uh, all over us. Probably more here than almost anywhere else you could even imagine. Yeah, we're in the the uh, buckle of the Bible Belt. Yeah. Bible Belt. Yeah. It is. It's wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, I I th- <laughs> I think it's interesting uh, that uh, the root of the word revelation is reveal, mm-hmm. and the rhetoric that these pastors are. Uh, the rhetoric that is being recorded that they are putting out there and that is being recorded and other people are saving for posterity's sake is absolutely revealing their hearts, absolutely revealing the violence, Mm -hmm. absolutely revealing that these people don't know Jesus at At all. (laughs) Yes. In unison. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so uh, there's, uh, you know, it's it's good to see. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's 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 a good thing. I, I think uh, I think the world is is uh, is wiser than they uh, than they believe. Everything's being watched. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Everything's being watched. Yeah. People may not be speaking up, and uh, 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 but but few are. Yeah. And those are the, and that feels like persecution to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it, it's true. I mean, in November last year at the election, what was it? 84, uh, 84 million people showed up and voted out, out Trump because they're just kind of like they watched. They were, you know, sat around for four years and then people said, okay, why well, can't, we can't do this. We can't do this anymore. And voted it out. Set a record number of people to ever vote for one person in the history of the elections. So, um, same thing has happened to evangelicalism. Yep. Yeah. Even those with political ambition. That's right. Um, yeah. So, anyway, it, the, I, uh, I'm encouraged by that. Yeah. I'm encouraged by the, uh, by the folks that are, that are just quietly watching, seeing, they know. That's right. Uh, the the people that are that are uh, speaking up and and calling you out on your lies and your violence uh, that's not persecution. That's just truth speaking, and uh, and your response uh, in violence rather than humility is is uh, is showing your your shorts to everybody. That's right. Yeah. So. It's well. Been a- been a good discussion. Yeah, that uh, that was a heavy topic, and uh, so boy, thanks for joining us. Uh, that's questionable. The podcast, uh, tune in, uh, listen at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, our website. That's questionable dot com. Um, you can find us on Twitter at that's questionable one, and uh, that's questionable podcast on uh, Instagram. 
So, and I may even say that again here as soon as there's a click. I think you should. Okay. I think you should. Yeah, In fact, here, I think you're about to say it. Oh, it, <laughs> here, wait, ready, you, set. Can you put some music behind it? Yeah. Wait, okay. Next music. time I say it. Okay. Ready. And there you go. Okay. Thanks for listening. Our greatest hope for this podcast is for you to join the conversation. You can do so at that'squestionable.com, that's questionable podcast on Instagram, or that's question one on Twitter. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of those casting the pod. Oh.